are listening to Changing Careers, a podcast about how MBA careers are changing and how MBAs change their careers. I am Conrad Chua. Many MBAs want to do good and have a challenging job at the same time. Ritika Dave has managed to do both through a career in healthcare. She's had a range of jobs from being trained as a medical doctor to working in the FDA to consulting and now working in Big Pharma. She will talk today about her career and how she's managed to change gears with each transition. First, she introduces herself. Um, so my name is Ritika Dabe. Um, I am currently working as a director of biopharmaceuticals for the global portfolio management team at AstraZeneca. Um, and this is a recent role that I've taken up the last couple of months. Um, before this, I was working at LEK Consulting as an engagement manager. Ritika, before um, you did your MBA, you also had a healthcare medical background. Could you tell us a bit more about what you did before doing an MBA? I have been in science and research and medicine for a several number of years. My professional training is as a doctor, so I trained to be a physician. I did clinical medicine for a few years, uh, but then I got an opportunity to go into research and worked for the FDA for a couple of years, which sort of opened a lot of doors in a different direction, and it, I was much closer to the science. Um, so I stayed there for a bit, um, and then sort of in, a, in an attempt to merge my medical and research background, I got an opportunity to then uh, look into the consulting side of things and look at the business of how you know, the pharmaceutical business is run. Um, so that is when I really got interested into the business aspect of science, um, and I did a couple of uh, you know, consulting projects before I came into the MBA, and that was really the trigger for me to join an MBA and to pursue an MBA. You, you obviously get to work with people who are very, who join the medical profession because they want to do a good, a noble thing, cure diseases, get people better. Um, but there's also the business aspect. So how do organizations balance those two objectives sometimes? So it, there are two perspectives of this. If you're looking at, looking at it from a business consultancy or a pharma perspective, um, it is the business of science, and you need scientists and doctors that understand the end goal, which is patient treatment. And I think that's how the companies are trying to sort of position themselves as they're in the business of getting the, the best treatment to their patients. And to get doctors and scientists into the business gives them that edge over the other companies and the other businesses because they understand this business. And of course, there's the side of the business that the scientists need to understand, which is where, you know, the MBAs come in and a bit more understanding of the business helps. Uh, but I guess it remains the business of science and it's a really good marriage between the level of uh, you know interest that you have in science uh, and marrying it with the business. So after the MBA, you joined um, LEK Consulting. You had a lot of work uh, capitalizing on your medical background, right? So working with life sciences clients. Um, from your experience, how was it in terms of like working in a consulting firm instead of working within a, you know an organization where there was a very uh, set focus on a couple of let's say diseases or products? Consulting gives you the huge platform that you are able to explore the different parts of um, the scientific business. And uh, it, it's very different, obviously, from working in a hospital as a doctor where your focus is patient 
care or even in a pharma company where you are producing products for patient care. Um, this is about, um, you know, getting to know the business in and out from various different angles. And the good thing about consulting, which really helped me, was to give me exposure to um, so many different kinds of projects and so many different disease areas and so many different types of companies um, related to healthcare. Um, so it, it, it's very fast paced, but it also has a very, very steep learning curve. So for anyone who's trying to get into the business of uh, consulting or business of pharma, uh, a consulting can give a very good platform because it gives you that kickstart. Of course, um, as a consultant, you need to have, a, you need to know a bit about, you need to know quite a bit about the business. Uh, but in in your work, you were dealing with real experts, uh, people who have been doing lots of detailed research in particular areas. How did you approach um, your work there? As in, when do you start to say, okay, I've, I know enough about this particular area and I need to continue to keep that broad range of perspectives because that's what a consultant is brought in for? Yeah, no, that's a really good question. And I think it... It takes a while to get you to the level where you think, you know, your opinion matters and that's where you want to be. That's the sweet spot of consulting. Um, it, I, and, and that's the good thing with the number of projects you get to do and the exposure that you get. It's a quick build on your previous experience. So I guess it's, it's, a, it's a combination of your previous experience and building on it and learning fast that gets you to the level where you can actually go into a room full of senior executives and say, you know, th this is your opinion and they listen to it. And, and really, it is, it is that bigger perspective and the bigger picture which the companies are looking for when they come to a consulting firm, which we can provide. In your time at LEK, you went from consultant to manager. What was the big difference uh, in that transition? Um, so, so uh, a few things. Um, firstly, as a consultant, you are running the show in the way that you are running the project completely from its base. So uh, as a consultant, I was responsible for managing the four or five associates that we had in the team and essentially executing the strategy that the partners and the managers had come together with the client and executing and getting it to the end result. Um, so it was more of the execution of the plan. Um, as a manager, it moved on to being more managing the execution. So it was about devising the strategy along with the partners to how we would tackle a certain project, um, meetings with the client to understand their perspective and to get their input into what we plan to do, and then managing the end product and being responsible for that end product. So I would um, not only have daily sort of communication with the client and the partners, but also with the team and make sure that we are all going towards the same goal and be responsible for presenting um, whatever information we'd collected. So, so as a manager, you are completely responsible for the end product and there's a lot more responsibility riding on you. For yourself, uh, how did you feel you grew as a person uh, when you made that transition from being a consultant to a manager? Um, 
Massively. Um, there are there are so many changes um, and different things become important. Um, as a consultant, you are very into the details. And suddenly as a manager, you are only looking at the bigger picture and looking at the wider perspective. So as, as, a, as a professional, you are um, definitely more well-informed because you are, you need to have that vision for your client um, so it's, it's it's a huge growth and um, especially with regards to the um, you know the interaction you have with the senior executives um, that gives you a lot more experience after lek you moved to uh, astrazeneca can you tell us a bit about what your role or your work is um, so at AstraZeneca, as I said, I am the director of biopharmaceuticals and I'm working for a team called Global Portfolio Management. Um, and we are responsible for um, doing the analysis at a portfolio level um, that feeds into the decision making for the senior executives at the firm. Um, so we would essentially uh, do run an analytics around the portfolio as a whole and present it to the senior executive team and sit with them to take decisions for what is the next best strategy for the growth of the portfolio. By portfolio, do you mean uh, certain drugs that are in development, in research, as well as drugs that are already uh, on the market? That all of it. So the portfolio is the full range of the new research that the company is doing, and also the products that are on the market across the disease areas. A lot of has been written about how um, the development process can be very long for drugs. Uh, there's a lot of uh, unknown variable, well, known or unknown variables that can go wrong. So, from your perspective, in terms of that portfolio management. How important is it to learn to know about that kind of risk management, that kind of data sciences? Yeah, and this this is exactly the job that we do, right? There is, you're right, there is a lot of uncertainty, and this is, um, you know, part of the game for any pharma company. Uncertainty uh, is, uh, you know, has to be considered when you're considering where you go next, because the drug development process is long. And um, you don't know where you land when you where you from where you started. So the decisions are very high risk, and what needs to be done is a constant check on where you are, which is why these ana analytics come in. Um, is you you need to be very cautious about the kind of products that you've invested in, the kinds of disease areas that you're going for, but also that they are aligned to the vision of the company and the strategy of the company. So it's, it, it's huge uncertainty, and the company sort of manage that by mitigating the risks by a bucket of different kinds of projects that they do, or um, managing their new uh, products along with their LCM projects, which are the life cycle management projects of extension of the current existing product portfolio. Um, so it's a, it's it's an uncertainty, and um, you know it it continues to remain, and there is no way that it'll go away. There just needs to be better analytics around how we take the best decisions around it. As a as a director, where you got to look at such big bets, very uncertain risks, what would you say are the kind of key qualities that uh, an MBA who wants to go into this area needs to have? I assume you don't want someone who's a big gambler type of person, right? <laughs> Maybe you do. Because <laughs> you just, yeah, you, you would want to take the tougher decisions as well, right? So I guess, I guess the, the 
the few key qualities would be um, having a very key analytical mind in that you need to be a problem solver and you need to know where the problem lies. Um, and the one thing that I've always said has come in very handy after my MBA is asking the right questions. Um, and that's always been a thing which will help you get to the next level of the problem. Um, and you need to be aware of what the questions are and how you would mitigate all the risks. So it's being open-minded and being as analytical as you can. You talk about asking the right question. How do you figure out, or how have you figured out what are the right questions to ask? Um, I, I guess it's come a lot from experience, um, but also from being, um, you know, hearing what's going on around you, keeping up to date with the research, um, you know, reading about what's happening with, for example, other pharma companies or with other products, um, and keeping your eyes op open really about the research that's going on. So if, if I am you know, if I have a portfolio in oncology and I know a certain risk with a certain type of oncology drug, I would question that if we have it in our company and how we mitigate that risk in advance. So it's really uh, building on from your experience and learning from others' experiences. We have um, a good number of MBAs who want to go into the healthcare industry. How important do you feel it is to have some kind of prior healthcare or medical background? for an MBA to, to, to get into the pharma life sciences industry? You know, uh, I have in, been involved in a lot of recruitment of people into both consulting in life sciences and into pharma. Um, and I think it, it, it is not a must to have a background in healthcare, but I would say it is a must to have an interest in healthcare in that you are aware of the challenges that, that, that come with the healthcare industry, in that you know how this industry dynamics is different from some of the other dynamics. And that will just help you, you know, hit the ground running when you get a job within healthcare. And there is a certain expectation from MBAs in that, you know, they already have an analytical mind and combined with the industry knowledge, they could actually bring that edge that the companies are looking for. So in terms of recruitment and what the companies would like is a keen interest in the industry and some examples of how you have contributed to the industry. From your point of view, if you were uh, speaking to yourself when you were an MBA student, what are some of the, what, the one or two big healthcare challenges that you would like your, yourself to, 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 to tackle? Um, I guess when I was doing the MBA, the biggest question for me was, where in healthcare do I want to be? And healthcare is is massive, it's wide. There are so many different aspects to healthcare. There is pharma on one end, there is life sciences consulting, but there are also things like hospital consulting and hospitals and care centers and dental practices, which are looking for a similar kind of business, um, or even things like CROs or digital. What is CRO? Uh, so, so they are the contract researching organizations which help the pharma companies run their research. So it's, it's a huge industry in itself. Um, and, and I guess the biggest challenge for me was my perspective was very small coming in because I was a doctor and a researcher and I needed to know a little more about healthcare to know where my skill set would sit the best. 
Um, and I think I found my sweet spot and I wanted to do pharmaceutical consulting, which is very different from uh, hospital consulting or um, a digital consulting in healthcare. So it, I think the one thing that I would say to new MBAs is that it needs to be, it needs to be well-researched and it needs to be something that you can build on your previous experience and know where you want to go to in the shorter term. Uh, as we wrap up, Ritika, is there anything that you want to share with uh, current MBA students uh, that we haven't covered? Um, no, I think I think uh, the more important thing, healthcare is a, is a great business um, and it's evolving and it's um, something that can give everyone an opportunity to progress. I think it's about choosing the right thing within healthcare that you would like to do. Um, and yeah, just do your research well and understand uh, the risks within the industry, which are quite inherent. And I think that should take care of um, uh, the healthcare business that you want to pursue. That was Ritika Dave talking about her career in the healthcare industry. It is a tough sector to get into for an MBA without prior experience, but Ritika's point about bridging the gap between science and business should give you some pointers if you want to get into this area. It was also interesting how, just like an MBA in charge of a financial portfolio, Ritika uses data analysis and risk management to look after AstraZeneca's drug portfolio. You can listen to this show on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. If you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts, subscribe if you've not done so. If you've already subscribed, thank you so much. Just one favor, share this with someone you know who would benefit from listening and leave a rating and review. It helps others discover the show. Till next time, this is Conrad Chua on Changing Careers.